of vegan radio's death were greatly exaggerated we are here still this is vegan radio 2.0 for those of you who have never heard vegan radio we broadcast our first episode in october of 2005 at the time my philosophy of veganism and activism were still developing podcasting was also new now it's six years later and i'm a different person a little bit As we go about the task of relaunching the vegan radio enterprise, I bring a different perspective. From fan letters and personal experience, I know that many people have been moved towards veganism through our show. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) The thing that most of our listeners seem to be looking for is a vegan community. A show that keeps them entertained while giving them information that is helpful to supporting their veganism. Well, there are some changes that you might notice going forward. We are no longer broadcasting on FM radio. So we are free to have shows that are longer or shorter than one hour. And we are not bound by FCC regulations. This does not mean that we'll start swearing like drunken frat boys at a keg party. Language can be a form of violence too, after all. But perhaps we'll say some random shit here and there. Megan and Scott and I have lives that are separated geographically and by our work schedules. My wonderful co-host will still be featured on many of the shows and they will still be part of the team but I will also be introducing some new characters soon into the mix I'm hoping to create a show that's more crafted and focused with a broader creative license there will be lots of music for me and my friends as well as outside contributors outside contributors it's going to be interviews of the movers and shakers of the vegan movement and also some vegan news stories of course One of the things we're going to be doing to ensure that Vegan Radio continues on for a while longer is trying to make the enterprise pay for itself. That means we're going to sometimes have shows sponsored by vegan businesses, and we're also going to have a shiny new website and be selling books and shirts and other stuff. Scott's going to be talking a bit more about that at the end of the show. 
Another new element of the show is me. That's right. I'm a Jiva Mukti yoga teacher now. The path that has led me here has been life-changing. You can check out episode 92, Yoga and Veganism, to hear about it. And some of what I'd like to do is look at vegan issues through the wisdom of yogic philosophy. Veganism is typically argued through the three pillars of reason that support it, health, environment, and ethics. But there's another argument that encompasses all of these, and that's the spiritual. I don't mean spiritual in the wishy-washy, new-agey kind of way, or in the traditional context of organized religion. I'm talking about the spirituality that's common to all of us, even atheists, even abolitionists. A spirituality that is kin to going out in the forest and feeling awe, to looking out to the stars and feeling insignificant yet mysteriously connected. A spirituality of oneness that is evident in the quantum physics and the development of the internet, and the emergence of ayahuasca and plant medicines, and the collapse of ecosystems, and the collapse of capitalism. All these things that are happening, pushing us towards the evolution of consciousness. In short, this show is about to become simultaneously more personal and more universal. At the beginning of each Jivamukti yoga class I teach, I give what's called a Dharma talk. Typically focusing on some spiritual insight, like a quote from Gandhi. I relate to some personal experience in my life. And through this practice, I hope to give my yoga students a way to view the world that is going to help them become better activists, better humans. I hope to add an element of this to the show so that we all may become better spiritual warriors together. Not for one god or another, but for the earth and for the animals. The truth is that everything we do matters. We're all connected. We can't fight to save animals and be angry and violent towards people who eat them. We have to work together to dilute anger and violence. We have to be the change and exude the change from our pores. We have to do it. There's a fine line that we need to walk and this is the line of finding happiness amidst the suffering. Nobody's gonna follow a miserable, angry, sad vegan. We have to carry the suffering of the animals in our hearts, but we also have to be able to dance. We have to be awake in the world that is asleep and we have to understand the nature of the dream that people are dreaming. It is my hope that together we can all learn and grow with this podcast. And it's to that hope that I dedicate this and every future show. Vegan Radio. Vegan Radio. Crunchy on the outside, creamy on the inside, and 100% gristle free. When I went vegan 15 years ago, I found there were lots of reasons to be pissed. It happens to lots of us. We see a video of factory farmer slaughterhouse, we read a book about how messed up the environment is getting from people eating meat. We meet a cow and we realize, wow, she's beautiful. She's got feelings and a personality and she doesn't want to die. One way or another we see the light so bright in front of us and we choose to be vegan rather than being part of a system that perpetuates atrocity. Soon after we look for the perpetrators of this violence, we cast our eyes at the ones who have hit us from this all our lives. Our parents, our teachers, our governments. What the fuck? We send violent thoughts towards butchers and the owners of the abattoirs. We feel rage again and again every time a new film of a slaughterhouse worker caught beating and sexually abusing a defenseless animal is released. How could this world exist just outside the peripheral vision of our culture and our media? 
personally made sure everyone around me knew how fucked up eating meat was. I memorized statistics. I recited them like vegan mantras. I would tell my friends and family the diseases they were likely to suffer and die from as they ate their various animal parts in front of me. I did not hate my omnivorous loved ones, of course, but I knew I was a bit more enlightened than they were. Over the years, as I tried various types of activism, I found the angry vegan shtick was not very effective. At best, it bonded me with other angry vegans and made me some new angry friends, but it didn't seem to change the hearts of the flesh-eating zombies around me. I did find that food was effective. Sharing some vegan treats or preparing a vegan brunch for my friends seemed to open their hearts some, to the point where they would ask me questions and lower their guard a bit. My health and happiness seemed to be the best advertisement for veganism, and I learned to radiate wherever I went. People I never expected to would come to me and say that they were thinking of going vegan. They would ask for recipes and advice. The Yoga Sutras were written either hundreds or thousands of years ago, depending who you ask, by a sage named Patanjali. They're distillations of the teachings and wisdom that came before them meant to give us a clear path to yoga. Yoga means union, overcoming the illusion of duality that separates us from one another and from our true nature. In this philosophy, there is no right and wrong or good and evil. Rather, there are actions that will lead us towards union and actions that will lead us further into disharmony. As animal activists, we want people around us to see the unity of life. We want them to understand that what we do to the animals, we do to ourselves. And we need to ask, what do the people around us want? The answer, happiness. Everyone wants to be happy. We all just have different understandings about what happiness is and how it is found. Our job as activists is to help people find happiness. And that's why I think we should call ourselves activators rather than activists. We want to activate happiness in people. In Yoga Sutra 133, Patanjali says this, Maitri Karuna Mudito Peksanam Sukhaduka Punya Punya Bhavanatas Chitta Prasadanam To preserve the innate serenity of the mind, one should be happy for those who are happy, compassionate to those who are suffering, delighted for those who are virtuous, and indifferent towards the wicked. Indifference towards the wicked is the hardest part of this statement for most of us to swallow. This indifference does not imply that we do nothing to change the world. The key point is that we take action in the world from a balanced place, with a serene mind. Developing anger towards people who do screwed up things does not change their hearts, but it does poison our own. We do not see clearly in states of anger and we compromise our own values. If instead we invest our energy in feeling compassion for those who are suffering, often the same people who we might feel anger towards, then we get better results. It was a wounded man that wounded me. It was a wounded man that wounded me. He said, I knew it from the start that you didn't have the heart. So now we'll just let you be, should've let you be. The ones you can influence the most are the ones around you. The ones around you that are the most open to influence are the ones you treat with respect, even if you're appalled by their actions. 
Their lives and past karmas have created the beings they are, and all they want to do is suffer less. If your example is happiness and freedom from suffering, it will attract them to your message. If you speak out of anger and feeling superior idealism, then you're going to lose their respect and ultimately the possibility of changing their hearts. We are all subject to misinterpreting the data that comes to us through our senses. Our minds are complex organisms that try to organize external input into coherence. But our operating systems are prone to bugs and viruses. Our brains are whack. Religions, economic systems, cultural traditions, family idiosyncrasies, they're all grooves that get worn into the fabric of our reality and cause us to see the world in habitual ways that are hard to deconstruct, to check for erroneous beliefs. As activators, this is what we must do. Yoga is one way to attack the problem. The yogi stands on her head and questions the logic of right-side-upism. Veganism, it is a thread that is woven through the fabric of our worldview. We pull on it and it unravels all the lies that have been passed to us for countless generations, allowing humans to justify the exploitation of other beings, including one another. You're listening to this podcast because you're interested in finding out the truth. Each of us have our own truths, and where they overlap, we find comfort. But where our truths conflict with the truths of others, we find resentment and anger. The job of activists and activators is to understand how reality is created through language, through emotion, and through perspective. If we dedicate ourselves to the task of spreading compassion and challenge ourselves to see the world as clearly as we can, then we can make great strides towards our goals. I don't claim to have answers. I've thought deeply about veganism and I have some ideas. I have some new activators that will be joining the show in the next few episodes, keeping it more upbeat than listening to my narratives. (laughs) And you can expect to see the blossoming of a new kind of vegan podcast. It ain't your grandma's vegan podcast. This is Vegan Radio 2.0. And first we're going to start by playing catch up. I have some old interviews. Today's episode features vegan bodybuilder Robert Cheek. I interviewed him back in February when I was in New Orleans. We took some photos down at the intersection of Bourbon and Canal just before a PETA demonstration. His book, Vegan Bodybuilding and Fitness, is doing awesome on Amazon and it's spreading the word that vegans can be powerful. At the end of the show, I offer a commentary that Scott and I did on the interview and on the new website. It was recorded a couple months ago also. I've struggled for a while to overcome the inertia of putting this first show out, the first show in over a year. And now that it's in your hands and on your iPods, I promise that you'll be seeing us a little more frequently, a lot more frequently. (laughs) And I suppose we're just going to have to rebuild your trust. We'd love to hear from you. Check out our new website, check out Facebook, our Twitter feed, our Super Bowl halftime commercial. Please consider donating to us through the links on our website. We have several projects that need funding, including our new nonprofit Evolve Again, our Vegan Bus Project, and of course Vegan Radio itself. We'll be unveiling more news about all of these things in future episodes. For now, just chill back and enjoy this interview with Robert Cheek. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast feed so you don't miss any future episodes. Vegan Radio. Turn it up. This is Vegan Radio. We're back. After a long, long hiatus and our, our first interview uh, since we returned here with vegan bodybuilder Robert Cheek, who happens to be in New Orleans touring with PETA. 
What are you doing with PETA? Hey, what's up, Derek? Thanks for having me on. Certainly appreciate it. I think this is my third time on the show. Always pumped, always excited. Try to raise the bar every time. Uh, out here in New Orleans with PETA, the Vegans Make Better Lovers Tour. It's right before Valentine's Day. We've been on a three, I think, three-state tour out here, and we're just doing a demonstration to let people know the health benefits, the uh, the physique and, and fitness benefits of a plant-based diet, the sexual benefits of having blood flow throughout the entire body, uh, therefore more more stamina, less likely to have impotence. Uh, someone honking, obviously. <laughs> Someone's maybe, got impotence. Yeah, maybe they're, maybe they're a fan. I don't they know. They want to shout out for impotence. Yeah, shout out for I had my shirt off earlier. We were climbing up on this little, uh, not a statue, but whatever it is. I was up on a... Uh, pedestal. Pedestal. Well, I wouldn't say pedestal, <laughs> but uh, you're reading too much into that. But yeah, definitely getting some looks earlier on with the shirt off. But yeah. no, we're out here with Peter. We're having a good time. Just letting people know there's a healthier and more compassionate way to eat. And there's no better time than now to start on that. Yeah. So, so you're touring with some PETA people. What, what else is going on in your life these days? Well, I'm touring like crazy. I got my book going on. I'm still working for Vega. I'm on my sixth or seventh year with working for Vega. And so basically I hit up almost all the vegetarian festivals around the country. And my book, is, is, it's been doing a phenomenal job of getting out there and reaching people. We've been in the top... Uh, 100 on Amazon in two different categories. Wow. Uh, so Amazon bestseller in the category of weight training. It's peaked as high as number 15 of all weight training books. And in the category of vegan books, as high as maybe number 40 or so. And uh, it, it's been really fun. And it's, it's cool to watch it grow and see people get inspired by that. And So what's, what's some good tips for uh, vegans that want to build their bodies? Well, the most important thing is to recognize what we're doing versus what we're not doing because how can we change if we're not aware of what we're currently doing or what we've been previously doing because we may think in our head yeah I work out every day or five days a week but in reality it could only be two days a week therefore we're not setting ourselves up on a consistent schedule to allow adaptation to occur to have improvement be a byproduct of and success follow and so most of us are shooting ourselves in the foot without even knowing it because we've convinced ourselves and we've convinced people around us that we're eating healthy foods and we're exercising all the time and that simply isn't the case for most people vegan or not for most people they're not doing that but the moment you can become aware of that the moment you can recognize that and put a consistent program together and be completely accountable and transparent amazing success happens because it's basically it's a mathematical formula it's very easy to gain weight or lose weight or gain energy be more fit increase strength increase muscle math muscle mass decrease fat all these things are very easy we just have to do it and most of us just aren't willing to do that and so how does this uh, vega stuff play into your bodybuilding routine well vega it, it plays in plays a lot of roles. First of all, they're a sponsor of mine and have been for six years, which is which is amazing to stay with the company that long. In fact, I work for them as well. And Vega is a plant-based whole food nutrition company, therefore providing us with vitamins, minerals, amino acids, essential fats, digestive enzymes, antioxidants, phytonutrients, all these things that we that we need daily that we're usually not eating let's say if we're just having sandwiches and burritos and processed foods refined foods things like that we're not getting a lot of healthy omega-3 and 6 essential fats we're not getting 100% of our recommended daily intake of vitamins minerals amino acids and we wonder why sometimes we feel tired or we can't gain weight or, we, or maybe more importantly we can't lose weight we're, we're not necessarily eating a lot of the right kinds of foods Vega happens to do that in a whole food supplement form 
fr from powders to bars to uh, you know other other products, including uh, omega three, six, nine essential oils. So, so Vega helps in the, in those ways fairly dramatically. Nice. Yeah, I've been uh, <coughs> I've been having the chai. Uh... I don't know. Is it a meal replacement? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, whole, uh, a complete whole food health optimizer, you know, meal replacement. Uh, vanilla chai, uh, fantastic flavor. Sorry I didn't bring any today. Traveling oh, the light. Man, you're dissing me. You know, I, and you know what? And okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the true story. When you just came to meet me at the hotel, you said, "Hey, man, do you have any Vega? I had some Vega set aside for you, but I, I gave it to the PETA campaign people. Oh man! Because I ended up talking with them all about Vega, and I'm like, here you go. Here's some stuff. I do have a sign book for you though, uh, okay. and I'll get you some. Vega. Uh, I'll let you get by. Yeah, no, I'm gonna hook. I'm, no, I'm gonna hook you up <laughs> no, with some you've Vega. Al you've always been good to me. Yeah, you're not. You're not I gonna. Did, uh, you're not gonna miss out. But I've been. Uh, yeah, I do. I do yoga pretty much every day. Uh, class, you know, an hour, hour and a half, or two hours. And um, I've been drinking it in the morning sometimes. You know, when when I get up and do an early class and don't want to eat food really before I go, it seems to be a easier way, easier for my body to adapt that than to eat a meal before working out right yeah and when you're getting obviously we want to focus on, on foods right whole foods vega happens to be whole foods ground up into into a powder but because it's added to water it aids in the digestibility you know it's easier to digest liquids than it is um, heavy processed foods uh, and other um, specific whole foods even so it is something that, that's good to add in every once in a while or daily and yeah it does provide real energy it does help recovery it, it does have anti-inflammatory properties therefore speeding up the recovery process reducing inflammation uh, providing real sustainable energy from high and low glycemic index sugars uh, it does great things protein five different sources of protein to recover when you're in the gym like I am creating micro tears and muscles trying to build and grow it, it does a wonderful job and so I use Vega pretty much every single day and sometimes uh, a couple different products sometimes i'll use three or four uh but i do them for specific reasons you know i yeah. mean i do obviously focus on whole foods rely on whole foods supplements should be used as their name suggests as supplements and for me i just feel like they do help me with energy with recovery i like the taste it's a quick meal on the go it makes sense for me to have it you know uh right after my workouts or an energy drink before and during my workouts all right, so what about the competition circuit? You've been competing at all? Well, after I competed four times, four or five times in 2009, I took a break to write my book. And, in fact, I, I'm, I admit openly I got down to my high school body weight. I stopped training, period. I didn't go to the gym for months. I didn't follow my book's advice. I was so obsessed with writing and editing, I would spend 12 hours a day doing it. And I, I just I didn't. I wasn't in very good shape. I wasn't very strong. I wasn't lifting weights, and I, and I, I didn't resemble a vegan bodybuilder anymore. Unfortunately, that coincided with the beginning of my tour, <laughs> which ironically started right here in New Orleans nearly a year ago. Yeah. And so what happened was I was out on tour, and people started saying, "Man, you, you don't look like you do on the cover of the book. You don't look like you, you, don't, you don't look like you did last time you came here." Some people even like almost like threw a fit. Like, what happened? Oh, when you no. came here two years ago, you were fit and muscular. What happened to you? And and I realized. Not just that I was getting eaten alive by my, by my audience and I, and I felt bad personally. I realized it was responsible for me to make a change. If I'm going to go around, like you see me right now, now that I have a shirt back on, it says <laughs> vegan bodybuilding and fitness on there, I want to represent that, especially as the person who's most frequently associated with that expression. I need to play that role. Here comes a trolley. Uh, so uh, they call them streetcars here. Oh, streetcars. Okay. Yeah, you, I, I guess a trolley. If you say trolley here, you get in trouble. It's Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. It's a trolley. <laughs> Sorry about that, Lady Elaine. Um, <laughs> okay. 
and, and so uh, basically representing vegan bodybuilding fitness back in August I got right back into it haven't missed a workout since August I mean I trained before I saw you today no it's been great I'm back on tour I'm touring like crazy now different city every week I'm back in shape for the most part I mean I, I a lot of travel but I still train and uh you know, I, I feel like I'm in really good shape, and I do plan to compete again. I'm looking at July 16th in Austin, Texas, which marks exactly one year from my return back in back in the first week of August. So, well, that's a good vegan city. Yeah, a, a fantastic vegan city. In fact, I think I'm going to live there for a period. <laughs> nice. Oh, so, that would be nice and close. Yeah, can come bug you all the time. Yeah. Well, I see my PETA crew over there. They're probably wondering, oh, yeah. wondering where I am. Uh, oh, we got to go. And, and you're helping out too. So, I'm wondering if maybe we should make our way over there shortly. All right, well, let's start walking that way. Okay, and, and like and I said... Try not I'm, to get hit by a streetcar. Yeah, or a trolley. <laughs> I, might, I might get a sign and get it back on that pedestal, like you said. That, that I know, good. they should come out and join us. I they, they garnered a lot of attention. So, so uh, no, I just want to thank you for having me on. I think this is the show that I've been on more than a- any other. This is my third time. There's been a couple shows I've done twice. So, uh, thanks for having me on. I know you, you took a little break from the show yeah, just like I did with training so, yeah, so we're, uh, we're on the back. same page here. We're, both, we're both back this is our like our <laughs> back in action let's make it happen Homecoming. tour here alright well thanks so much Robert and, thanks uh, Derek appreciate it man hopefully our listeners will deluge you with orders for your book <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's going to become it's already an Amazon bestseller in a couple categories and let's just uh, let's get it to be an overall bestseller I think it's just it does a lot of great things for veganism for animals for people it's, it's inspiring and so it means a lot to me so thank you so much for that cool yeah. we'll have a link on our website to the book and to all your other projects alright thanks Doug I really appreciate it have a great day everybody <laughs> alright listeners we're back and that was an interview I did with Robert Cheek back in February 2011 in New Orleans downtown right near the corner of Canal and Bourbon yep and uh, you know Having listened to that entire interview here, sitting with you now, Derek, I have to say that was really, really good. Yeah, he's he's full of energy. You know, he's not all muscle. He's got some, some uh, mental powers. It's true. <laughs> he's doing push-ups in his mind. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just remember he's seeing him complain recently on he's, uh, Facebook he's a, how he just author. can't. He can't sit still. You know? He can't sit still. He's just got to pump iron. People are like, meditate, man. You should meditate because then you sit still and, and you know, it still happens, man. Good stuff happens. Yeah, but- I, I, th- I was trying to like, uh, I was trying to convey to him that, you know, that I was kind of an athlete myself with my yoga, but I don't think he really understood. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's the same thing. You reach that edge and you kind of push but, uh, past it and you keep going. But you know? we were both out there. You may have seen the picture. Actually, it's going to be an ad in the upcoming Veg News of me and Robert out uh with our holding signs and not wearing any clothes. Is that going to be the picture for this episode, too? Yeah, I think it will be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Uh, so that's something to listeners, if you want to see me and Robert Cheek naked, you can go to the website and see which one of our bodies you appreciate more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was some girls, you know, some, I, I, I know, I know Robert's definitely more buff and, 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 and stuff than me. And, uh, but I, I know some girls see that kind of body and they're like, oh, that's too much. Well, maybe. Who knows? Some some girls like a little little less. Yeah, well. Some girls like a little more. Yeah, well. And yeah. some guys, you know, I'm not saying that just uh, just women can appreciate us na- I, I, naked men. I think because it's important. There's, yeah. there's guys that appreciate naked men, too. And I'd, <clears throat> I don't want to withhold 
the vision of myself naked from any person based on their gender or sexual preferences. Yeah, well, anything else? I guess this well, is I pretty much this, it. this is a part of the show where we meander a little, so we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, well, we're we're definitely getting out of time. It's almost 11 p.m. Um, yeah, j- just send us some comments and uh, check out our new website and let us know that you're listening and um, let us know what you'd like to hear on future shows. We've got a archive of interviews that I've been stirring up over this last year so we've got plenty of material to be putting out and we're going to have some new interviews coming up and you know we can use donations definitely um, definitely follow us on uh, Facebook and uh, we're, we're trying to get ourselves a Twitter some, uh, we're trying Twitter. to get unhijacked and get ourselves yeah, a vegan well, video on Twitter I'm, I'm Veganicat on Twitter and you can uh, look me up Yep. You're, you're on Twitter. Yeah, I'm Thinkyhead on Twitter. Thinkyhead. I'm Veganicat. That's like V-E-G-A-N-I-C-A-T. Yeah. And uh, we, we we got a lot of topics there, of course, that aren't necessarily related to veganism. but um, Most of mine are. Yeah. But uh, it, all, it all connects. Trust us. <laughs> it all connects. And you can find out how crazy we are. And what about the next episode? When are we doing that? Um, well, you know. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know, listeners. It's a surprise. It depends on how much you donate. <laughs> <laughs> or I do. Yep. So we can fly our jet plane back and forth. Yep. Alrighty. Bye. Bye from Irie. Stay vegan, go vegan, be vegan. Lick <laughs> your <laughs> friends vegan. like a dog. 